Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science, and sometimes off-topic material that the creator and host finds interesting. I am the creator and host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And in just a moment, we'll get to today's material, and I pray that you will enjoy your time here and to help spread the word about Weather Jazz, now available on most mobile podcast apps, as well as on the website, weatherjazz.com. This episode is being produced via the production tools on our host's server, anchor.fm. And if you've ever thought of starting a podcast, take a look at anchor.fm. They make it easy, and best of all, it's free, just like this podcast, Weather Jazz. And this is episode number 32 for Christmas Eve 2018. And this particular episode is going to concentrate on uh, Christmas trivia, especially in weather. And, of course, the number one thing that people are interested in at Christmas time is snowfall. They're talking about White Christmas. Now, think about this for just a little bit. Uh, We all grow up listening to songs like Let It Snow, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, Sleigh Ride, things uh, along that line that include kind of a, a cozy, picturesque landscape of snow and ice and lights and all kinds of fun things like that. But obviously, there are places even in these United States that simply just don't see snow on Christmas. Uh, South Florida, South Texas, uh, parts of many other states just don't see snowfall on Christmas. It would be a very rare thing. Now, it does happen in some of the other states, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, even Texas, seeing snowfall on Christmas. But it would primarily be some of the uh, places affected by cold continental outbreaks that would see that possibility. Uh, But think about the southern hemisphere now. In the Southern Hemisphere, it's not winter. It's summertime there. And they're talking about beach parties and barbecues. They're going to put shrimp on the barbie down in the land down under in Australia, in New Zealand. It's summertime. Is it unusual, uh, perhaps, to sing songs like Let It Snow down in the land down under? Probably. I don't know. I think there are a handful of songs that are a bit more tropical in nature. Uh, Only one comes to mind that I grew up with, Bing Crosby, and it's a song called Melikliki Maka, which is the way to say Merry Christmas in the native Hawaiian language. Kind of cool, kind of neat, but you got to wonder why there are so few songs about the summertime weather that they get in the Southern Hemisphere at this time of year. Uh, Just some interesting food for thought. But let's get back to snow, because snow is what we are concerned about here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, And um, let's deal with uh, the definition of snow for Christmas, a white Christmas, in other words. Yes, there is a definition, and the definition is as follows. You don't have to have snow falling out of the sky uh, in order for a white Christmas to be declared. But you do need one inch of snow to be measured 
Uh, typically, grassy surfaces will uh, be just fine in most cases. It's done at the National Weather Service on what is called a brush board. But if there's an inch of snow left on the ground at 7 o'clock in the morning, then officially it is labeled a white Christmas. Uh, Now, I know most of you are thinking, okay, what if it's bare ground at 7 a.m.? And a snow squall comes by, or worse yet, a snowstorm starts, and there are six inches of snow at the end of the day. Is it a white Christmas? Well, officially, the answer is no. It has to be at 7 a.m., and it is one inch or more. So that's the bar that was agreed upon many, many years ago. So let's take a look at the last 100 years. Now, granted, we don't have 100 years worth of data at Hopkins Airport, but we do have 100 years of collective data that goes back into the 1800s from when the observations were taken in downtown Cleveland. And, of course, in 1938, those observations moved to Hopkins Airport when the airport opened up. So uh, let's take a look at the last 100 years since the year 1919 to the year 2018 this year. There have been 42 uh, white Christmases where at least one inch of snow was on the ground. The most recent was 2017. That was last year. There was actually three inches of snow on the ground. 2013 had one inch. 2012 had one inch. The greatest amount of snow, that happened twice, and that was in my tenure here in Cleveland. Uh, I arrived in Cleveland in 1988 at the ripe old age of 28, Uh, and of course I'll be approaching my 60th birthday now. So I've had a number of uh, Christmases here in, in Cleveland. I've accrued more than three decades worth. In that three decades, we have seen twice the snow depth reach 13 inches over a foot, and that was in 1995 and in 2004. I remember 2004 well because uh, our son was uh, seven years old, going on eight, and we all went to uh, a Great Bear uh, Lodge, which was, uh, at at the time, that's what it was called, uh, in Sandusky. I think the name has been changed since then, Uh, but... um, We were at the lodge, and uh, we woke up in the morning. Even in Sandusky, there was six inches of snow. Uh, A.J. Colby was actually filling in uh, for the morning show for Christmas morning. We watched him from there, and we were amazed with how much snow had fallen. Um, It wasn't a shock that the snow had fallen, uh, but I believe the forecast was closer to four to eight inches, and we ended up with over a foot. Uh, So there you have it, a little bit of trivia for you for uh, snowfall uh, at uh, this time of year, at Christmas time. One more topic, and then we're going to close it out. We're going to keep it uh, nice and brief and short, uh, because I'm sure... You all want to enjoy uh, family time and enjoy the festivities all around you. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the moonlight uh, and full moons at the solstice. Because this year, we had a full moon, and it was the winter solstice, and they were less than 24 hours apart. So somebody said, hey, does that always occur? And the answer is no, not really, because uh, the one that occurred before that was in 2010. So it has been eight years since we have seen a full moon uh, that coincides within a 24-hour period of the winter solstice. 
So what about the next one? The next one, we're going to have to wait until the year 2029. That's 11 years from now. So roughly every 10 years or so, we get a winter solstice in which or on which the moon is full within that 24-hour window on either side. So there you have it. Uh, enjoy your holiday, whatever traditions you might be enjoying. And perhaps um, after the holidays, we'll talk about some of those traditions that I have most recently learned about in other countries that are fascinating uh, for Christmas. And uh, one of those things that at least I found interesting uh, will perhaps touch on when I get back uh, from uh, vacation. Uh, I will be on duty on Christmas Day night. I'll be enjoying Christmas morning with my family, but I will be here at the television station for those of you in the Northeast Ohio uh, viewing area on uh, Christmas Eve night. And uh, perhaps if I have a little extra time, I'll come up with another episode and release it tomorrow night about traditions, at least those that are very interesting that I have found recently uh, that deal with Christmas. Have a great night, everybody. A wonderful Christmas Eve. Have a blessed Christmas day. And how However you celebrate the birth of the Savior, and that's really what this is all about, because without that uh, monumental gift to humanity, uh, we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas at all. So I hope it is a meaningful one for you. Uh, Make it good. Make sure you reach out to those maybe that uh, are alone this Christmas and give them a call and just uh, wish them a Merry Christmas and let them know that you're thinking about them. All right, we'll talk to you soon. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review. And every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Weatherjazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the Weatherjazz signature is a registered trademark, all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weatherjazz.